I'll tell you, man. It's been one of those weeks. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, one of those weeks. <laughs> um, who doggy. <laughs> so, yesterday, um, I had an issue with my, my automobile, my car, um, that cost me two grand. What? Uh, like, yeah. That's like a new car. Not necessarily. Oh. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe not. Um, like a new but, car with like four hundred thousand miles on it and like three tires, <laughs> but like still a new yes. car, you know. Um, and it came out of nowhere, like absolutely nowhere. Uh, I'm very fortunate, right? That like I was able to pay that, and like I took a hit, like a two thousand dollar hit, obviously, um, but like. Not everyone had just is able to say like, yeah, like I was on the phone with him and they were like, yeah, that's going to cost this much. I'm like, yeah, just do it, whatever. <laughs> um, but like what they don't tell you when you're a kid is that like Monopoly is real. Like the game, the board game is like how it is in real life where sometimes you just owe a lot of money in order to just keep what? going yeah. and just doing like exactly what you were doing. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I spent... Two thousand dollars yesterday. Twenty-two hundred dollars to be more precise. Twenty-two forty-nine to be extremely precise. Okay, all right. And like, I didn't get anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, like, so my my life is just completely the same. It's just I have a, I continue to have a working car. So what what was wrong with it? Did it was it like? The popcorn oh, machine stopped working. The the hot cocoa cookie dispenser in the car wasn't working. Well, okay. They told me that I had to stop putting Diet Pepsi into the um, into the gas tank. They well, said that, I mean, that doesn't work anymore. All that money you saved, only $2,000 for using Diet Pepsi? I mean, that's not a bad... Yeah, and you know what? Like, I feel like someone could have told me that earlier. Like, this is kind of not my fault at all, you know? Like, <laughs> um, no, so basically, like, my car, since I moved, has been, like, getting gradually louder, and I didn't really know what was up with that, but it had, like... It started slow and sort of has like ramped up since. And um, I was like, oh, I'm like a thousand miles overdue for an oil change. Like I should just go do get that done. Like that might be I don't know what oil changes really do. But like I know that like you want that to be done. Um, and then so yesterday I sat down in my car to go drive and get an oil change. And I heard this noise from behind me like clunk, 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 clunk. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> It's not your typical car noise, but I was like, maybe it's my jumper cables in the back seat. <laughs> like, um, and so I drove across the street that you can get your oil change, like right across the street from me. And uh, whenever I would hit like a little bump, that noise that like junk, 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 yeah. junk noise would start again. Uh, and I got out and uh, when I got to the to the shop and like I went around back and looked at my exhaust pipe and the muffler was like hanging on, uh -oh. but just like like really just like hanging on. I kind of poked it with my foot and it was just like limp, like waving around. <laughs> um, so like I called, my, like I didn't know what to do. So I like, I called my dad. I was like, could, do you think they could fix this there? Like, is this a problem? And he's like, yeah, it's probably not a big deal. Like it might be like 50 bucks if like the like fasteners that keep your thing on like are gone or whatever. Or it could be, you know, if you need something to get replaced, it could be a little bit more pricey, maybe around, you know, three to 400 bucks. And I was like, well, that sucks. But like, whatever. And then they called me and they said, yeah, so one piece rotted, which caused another piece to rot, which caused another piece to rot all the way to your engine. So we need to replace you that whole um, 
that whole spot and that's going to be and they started like listing the individual p- prices for the pieces and i was like uh oh the first one you started with was 900 so so that's the, uh, it's not going to get first better one, right oh geez. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sorry so, that hey, happened y'all, um justin sometimes I, I, i'm very privileged right to be able to just say like you know fuck it sometimes life just sucks and sometimes you just have to pay the most amount you've ever spent in a single transaction uh, on a random saturday to just continue your life as it is <laughs> yeah that yeah i i what the most recent thing that's happened to me like that was um when my i just got a flat tire i just ran over Oof, ran over a, a a screw and right in the tire and then uh to me that wasn't like tires aren't super expensive but it's the inconvenience of having to get that tire replaced that became the yes. issue um and uh so and the reason i got that flat tire was because I parked in a place that was like Ugh. a little too convenient, and I was like, yeah. "All right." So it was a karma pop of my tire. Like if sure. it wasn't for that place I popped, I never would have gotten that screw in my tire. Never had to pay the money. And then they get you when when you go to these places. Like I went to like adjust tires to get there, and they're like, "Well, you know, you could get your insu- you could get insurance on your other three tires as well." Yeah. And I was like, "But those aren't your yeah. tires." They're like well, you could still get insurance on them. And then I was like, what does insurance cover? And they're like, well, it's $20 more. And I was like, but what does the insurance cover? They're like $20 more per tire. And I was like, I'm okay. sorry, did you say you were at GameStop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, Having it's a car is like a expensive. That's why yeah. I got a job in high school to pay for my car insurance and my gas sure. on my car yeah. that I saved up money to buy. And if I didn't yeah. have the car, I wouldn't need the job. Yeah. So. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Everything should be free. Um, Communism. <laughs> I, that's fine, too. It's uh, <laughs> box. everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 113 or is it just 113 because i think 113 makes it sound like it's two episodes right but it's at 113 113 hundo 13 how about 110 plus three welcome back to hitbox episode number 105 plus seven episode 99 plus 14 Yes, exactly. Uh, my name, as you most certainly would have guessed if you're a telepath, is Peter Hunt Spitek. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful friend and co-host, not a telepath, though, Justin Makovich. How are you, man? How's it going? Uh, pretty good. I have, I have no idea what's going on inside anyone's mind at any time. Except my dog. Uh, I think I'm a dog telepath. Y- yeah. Uh, I love... Have you ever met someone who thinks who, <laughs> who says they're an empath? Are you familiar with that? Well, I didn't play Life is Strange, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did talk about that when I played it, didn't I? I'm like, it's just, you're empathetic. Like, you just are able to, like, sympathize with people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, it is a skill, oddly enough, not enough people have it, so there oh, you go. Well, like, there is no empathy in the world. It's but, gone. Uh, it's gone. 
Yeah, uh, I'm an empath. If you're an empath, um, can you sense that I think you're annoying? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe these are maybe this is a real thing that I'm super uninformed about. If I am, let me know on Twitter at HitboxPod. Um, or why don't you like? I'm plugging this a little early, but like, hop on into our Discord channel. Uh, that's the link to that is in the description of this episode. Justin, we've got a new seven words uh review oh did is it seven words and a review it is seven words that make up a review oh, of I, the game that satisfies Tinykin. both requirements of that literally both requirements uh okay. tiny can by uh mr dave parker that's uh button mashing 101 on um our discord server Tinykin throwing your friends is so much fun and then i had one for overwatch 2 mama mia well, here we go again, <laughs> um, which we'll get into in a little bit here. Uh, also, hey, real quick, if you want to support us on Patreon, head on over to Hitbox. Uh, sorry, Patreon.com slash HitboxPod. $1 a month gets your name read in the episode. $3 a month gets your name read in the episode like Dave Parker, like Jay Knoll. And also you get access to like eight hours of additional bonus shows. Um Every single week, we do an additional 30-minute bonus show just for you. You could be hearing it. You could be hearing all of our past episodes. We did, like, a spoiler cast for The Quarry. We talked about uh, G4. That was, like, a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about Halloween candy last time. It was great. Um, we ranked Halloween candy, and you'll never believe which one won. Um, and we'll be doing a follow-up to that this this week here. But, hey, all right, that's not what we're... We're here to talk about video game news. Don't get... Like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Like, let's not get, you know distracted big headlines for this week overwatch 2 is here and it's good but it's also overwatch 1 uh the mario movie got its first trailer and they're doing a medium movie i guess thank i will talk about i've been waiting for this thank god Every week after we get done recording, you're like, dude, when are they going to be doing a movie for the medium? And I just Classic keep refreshing Xbox it. Just keep One refreshing it. Xbox Series X. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, we'll get into all that and more before we do. Justin, let's pop on over to the Metacritic Roundup. Let's do it. Metacritic Roundup. Just got one game to talk about this week in the old MCRU. Metacritic Roundup. MCRU. That's our version of the MCU. Uh, it's Overwatch 2. No need to, to beat around the bush. It's Overwatch 2. Uh, it currently has a meta score of 81 on the PC. On the... Looks like that's all... Uh, yeah. That's all it's got because um, there just like aren't a whole lot of codes for other platforms. Makes sense. It is, I think, primarily what I think would people call a PC game just for its... like. Blizzard is a very PC company, you know what I mean? Um, or PC-focused company, rather. Uh, and also, this is just the beta. So, like, I, I think that this is kind of odd that it has a Metacritic score at this point. But, like, hey, there's enough to it that I think it constitutes a review. Um, we'll talk about it in a second. I've been playing it this week for work and also in my free time. Uh, have you touched it at all? Yeah, I touched it very, very uh, briefly um, on yeah. on all. Guess which system I played it on? The Switch. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, well, Why? actually, actually, 
it's not that it's wrong. Like there's anything wrong with me. I'm a pretty normal human being. However, sure. the Overwatch game was on my Switch because that's also the oh, only yeah. place I had bought it, and it updated to Overwatch Two because yes, it did. Overwatch One is <gasps> bye bye. Yeah, it's gone. It's just it's completely gone. gone. It's gone. It, it literally became um, Overwatch Two. Like it, it said, like download from the cloud on the Switch. Like it, it like the file has copied over. So um, here's something interesting. Uh, I would I thought that I had lost all of my skins and other unlocks uh, because when I played Overwatch One originally, I wasn't doing it with a um, like a BattleNet Blizzard account. Oh. I was just doing it with my Xbox account. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, in I think 2020 or 2021 maybe they required it so that if you were playing Overwatch, you have to use your BattleNet account. Uh, so I made a BattleNet account. I don't know. Uh, oh, when I played um, Diablo Immortal for work. And um, so when I started up Overwatch 2, it's like, what's your Battle.net stuff? And so I put all that in and then it was like, cool, you're synced up. You're all good to go. And it's like, uh, no, where is my all this all the skins that I got? I got so many of those. Where did they end up? Uh, and they're like, they're all here. So what I did, I put the Overwatch one disc <laughs> into my Xbox and straight up, it just takes you to Overwatch 2. Like that is like it's just gone like 100 this disc takes you to overwatch too um which i guess is kind of cool but i worry for anyone who buys this like a physical copy not that people are really buying physical copies of stuff anymore but you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i do wonder Um, like what that would what what that would be like how many people that would impact but you know i if you're buying like overwatch at like a five below like that seems like a game you would now see at like a five below like at this point but like, I guess if you do it, you're not up to date enough to realize that Overwatch Two is free to play. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I mean, so. As long as you're not spending full price on it, but yeah, I don't know. That that does seem a little. I get why they're doing it, but couldn't they have just turned the servers off? Or is there like any benefit to making this happen? Is it easier to do this? Um, to my understanding, it's just a lot easier to keep your user base because it's not a whole new client. And then also, um, here's a spoiler alert. Overwatch 2 is not that different from Overwatch 1. So you don't have to like uh it's not it's not like uploading but you don't have to like change like like the things that are going to stay the same you don't have to change. You just mm-hmm. keep them there, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just patch in the changes that are coming to the maps and the heroes and like the the um like menus and stuff like that cuz there's still like a lot of like s- the same UI elements and stuff in Overwatch 2. Um but it, Overwatch 2 on Metacritic, sorry, I think I said this before. It's got an 81. Um, it has been well reviewed by a whole lot of different websites, but a lot of them are saying like, this is still, you know, it's overwatch two. So it's a lot of overwatch one. It's still missing that PVE stuff that looked so cool that has been shown off that we were still like waiting on. Um, and there's just like not a enough additions to overwatch to make this feel like a real sequel. Like a lot of people have been saying it's like overwatch 1.5, which I think is, pretty accurate just based on like hey it's now this is this is the same game um but what i think i find a little bit more interesting than just straight up the critic score because i think 81 is is respectable i don't know what the original score let's take a look but i have to imagine it was a a 91 i believe yeah you're right you're right um i mean that's like i mean it was super solid it was it was game of the year at game awards if i if i if i'm not mistaken yeah in a good year awards in a good year too for games um yeah so like i mean overwatch i mean i think 
that goes without saying that Overwatch, the original, was you know a industry defining game since it came oh, out. Oh, totally, totally. Um, and I mean, it, it really paved the way. Correct me if I'm wrong for like the loot boxes and stuff like that, which then paved the way for like the controversies surrounding that. And then, in my opinion, like you could probably paint like you could probably take a put a make a line from overwatch one and it's loot boxes to like star wars battlefront two to the free-to-play model of like Fortnite and apex and stuff and then like to their battle passes and whatnot do you know what i'm saying like how you monetize and instead of saying like well let's get rid of like the the random chance of this all and just make make it a, a more solidified thing but um but the user score for this is uh pretty remarkable are, are, do you have this pulled up you yeah, want to read this for me here uh, it's a 1.3 everyone yeah yeah it is a 1.3 uh there are 732 uh negative reviews of overwatch 2 um and to be honest i kind of get it um i'm not saying i don't like it uh because it's overwatch and it's great but the the user experience has not been very good when have when did you start playing it? Uh, today, so this is okay. at this point Sunday. Yes, so at this point, it's pretty quick to get into the game. Did you have to wait at all? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, but the part of the problem was I the I first played it today because when I looked at my Switch and it had updated, what was that on Tuesday? Must have been something like that. It just wouldn't load in. Oh, weird. Yeah, but that I mean that was like when it like first first came out, but. So it's almost been a week and like for the first, you know, six days here, like you you would have to wait 25 minutes to even get into the game. Uh-huh. Um, and then you'd start a game and you'd play a full game and you'd start a second game and then you'd get kicked and disconnected from a server and have to wait 20 minutes again to get into the actual game. Or sometimes it would um, you'd be waiting in line and it says your place in line and then you finally get to zero people in line and then you see that screen for like 10 minutes and then it kicks you all the way back and you're like 20,000th in line. It has been a messy launch. Blizzard has talked about how they've reported like, hey, we're having um, some cyberware attacks like on our servers and stuff, which is not helping any of this. But um, it has been pretty abysmal to actually get in and play this game. I kind of expected it. That's how it is with all of these giant mega multiplayer games, right? Like as soon as like a new season goes up or something like that, like there's always issues with that. Um, And for a game as highly anticipated, I think as Overwatch 2, like, it is, in my opinion, to be expected. I'm not saying that that's an excuse for not having your game up and running. Like, it's Blizzard. Like, they know how to make multiplayer games. They know how to handle servers. Um, but I do get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a, like, you get the score or you get that they had some issues. I get why they had the issues. I get that they had issues, but, I, I mean, it is Overwatch, but there was plenty of beta testing before this. Um, I mean, there's plenty like we're still kind of in early access, aren't we with it? It's it's still not the point one launch, which makes sense to a point point that they're not having like a a delivered final product and stuff like that. Um, But I don't know. I, I, I understand why people are upset. I just think it's weird that we're getting review scores at this point. I think to me, that's the bigger issue um, with it because it's from users or from from everyone, really. Yeah, Um, because it's not like the full game yet and it's still like i guess maybe it is a live service game so because of that they can like choose to like review it whenever but it just feels like this is like part of the game it's like when the halo uh multiplayer released that wasn't all of halo infinite right that was part of the game that they released early 
Um, but like, this is still like a work in progress, I would assume. Um, not to get too like insider baseball here. Um, I think this largely has to do with the fact that like, if you like the game isn't out in 1.0, right? Cause we're still missing the PVE and other stuff as well. And like, but people are still looking for overwatch two reviews because for all intents and purposes, the game is out. Yeah. Right. Like it, like the regular person doesn't care if it's the 1.0 version or not. Like you can play overwatch Two, go play it. Right. So I think people are looking are Googling <laughs> overwatch Two review, like to see if it's worth their time to see if they mention any of like the issues with it, whatever. Um, and so I think that it's for that reason that like publications want to get something up because Hey, sometimes you just have to say, well, it's not fully out, but we're going to do a review for it anyway. You know, I agree with you. Um, I, what I appreciate is when uh, places will do like work and pro like review and progresses, uh, just like briefly clicking through the ones, the, the top ones here. I'm not really seeing that like as, as what these reviews are being, um, like touted as, but, um, I think that's something to take into account when you are looking at these reviews. Um, the user score, I mean, like, I'm not saying that I get it being so low because like, it's just clear, like, you know, what's happening. Like they're having server issues and they've been very clear at like, Hey, we have these, you know, th this cyber, these cyberware attacks and whatever. Um, so to me, it is super understandable to say, to see why they're having these issues. But, um, I, I do get why people are frustrated because blizzard, you've, you know how to make like multiplayer games. Like you've been doing it for so long. Like, don't you think that they'd be able to figure out a launch like this, but you would think so. And I think there is part of that, that discussion too, about like, should this game have had, um, should it have been a bigger jump from overwatch one? Like, should it have been yeah. a, a more like substantial change in what it was? Um, I think, you know, personally, the changing to six to five seems to be a big deal, specifically like with the high level competitive uh, aspect of things. Yeah. But like competitively, I'm sure it is. But uh, like I was a pre I'm like, I'm a pretty hardcore Overwatch fan. Like I love Overwatch. And to me, I don't really feel a difference between five and six. I, I just don't uh, like I guess it feels like there's less on both teams because there literally is but like i don't really feel that being like i don't feel that as a huge change in the actual like game flow of the game yeah. like do you know what i'm saying yeah, and and on top of that that's like a mode change it's not so much like everything changed you know like I, I feel like overwatch speaks a lot more to like the hardcore competitive scene than just the casual or even hardcore gamer who just plays this for fun with their friends yeah. Um, and I feel, I mean, I feel like that's really what Overwatch has been for the past few years. Um, and now it's just kind of like this new thing is like a, a way to re market and bring casual people back in. But the problem is when you have a bad launch, you bring people back in and then they're like, this is horrible. Why would I want to stay here? So I don't yeah. know. Uh, go on. I, don't know, I, I just don't know about long term what this means for the game um, and its popularity overall. I also, to be honest, I don't like the big, like the real major changes they've made to it that I think are like the big highlights of why it is Overwatch 2, not Overwatch 1. Namely, like we talked about this two weeks ago, maybe the battle pass system and the fact that 
characters are locked um, when you start it up. It's just not a good way to play. Like, it's just not a fun way to to play this game because I don't know when you unlock new characters, it's kind of like, well, I've put all this time into like learning these old ones or learning these ones that are just automatically unlocked. Um, and one of my favorite characters, Sombra, uh, is locked behind, I think, 120 games I have to play holy, to have her unlocked. Holy moly. So like to unlock characters in this, um, there is one character, uh, Kiriko or something like that. She is, you get her when you get the battle pass, the premium battle pass, excuse me. Um, and then the rest of them, like the rest of like the legacy characters that are locked, you unlock by playing matches. And so it starts small, at like play one match and then play two, then five, then 10, then 15, then, you know what I mean? Like it just keeps going up and up and up. Um, but the one that, but like, there's just no, it doesn't feel like you're actually unlocking stuff. Like you are unlocking stuff, but it feels like you're unlocking like the necessities of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I will say like every time you win, that counts for two matches played, but it doesn't, it's just not a good system because they just arbitrarily locked certain characters behind this like amount of playtime that you have to do. Um, and like the, the one that is the, that requires the most amount of playtime requires you to finish 150 games. Like that's a lot y'all like that's so much. Um, and like, I'm just like imagining like the people who played that character, like, okay, good luck. I guess you have to play a bunch of other characters before you can even dip into your, like what you were doing last time, like in the last game. I don't know. It's just, it, it feels so arbitrary and like not well thought out and just like, Oh, well what if we just lock some of the characters? And it's like, well, why? Like for, for what, for what cause? And not, you know not, what I'm not only locking characters, locking characters behind significant, uh, like, like barriers in order to do like, yeah. I mean, if, it, if what, what they want you to do is at the beginning of the game, maybe like try like a bunch of different characters. Maybe I could see an argument. Every game you play for the first 30 games, you unlock a new character or a new thing, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I could maybe see that argument just to like make it less intimidating for those new players, but also just a slower drip of things. Maybe try a couple new characters and things, but yeah, it, that just seems like a huge barrier for specifically like, returning players. And that's the thing. It's just, it is, there's no reason to do it other than to just, I guess like make it a little less intimidating for newcomers, but like y'all like 120 to play a Sombra, a character that no one likes other than me. <laughs> you know what I mean like wh like why um and the most frustrating thing is on top of that the rest of the game's fucking great because it's overwatch like it's overwatch one it's just one less character in it you, like one less person on your team um one less friend I, f I feel very conflicted though uh and I knew I would about like the whole Activision Blizzard stuff like I just feel gross about playing their games uh, and every time that logo shows up at, when you start up the game, I just feel uncomfortable. And like, it's good that I feel uncomfortable. It's good that we all feel uncomfortable. I don't mean to speak for you or anyone else, but like, it's good to feel uncomfortable about this company because they've been doing some pretty heinous shit, right? That seems to not necessarily be getting better. I mean, I it's tough to say what getting better really means, but like, last I saw, I thought that the people were that were uni unionizing got like, they were kept from getting like promotions and raises, which is like cool stuff. Blizzard. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Did you feel any of that, that just like uncomfortableness of like, fuck this. Company? Yeah, I, I think, I think so too. And I think, um, this is a unique situation because obviously we're talking about this game as like kind of one of our like 
like top headlines and stuff like that. People are talking about yeah. it. Um, and I, I think like, I really don't know what the right answer is. Like with a lot of this stuff is the right answer to, um, completely ignore the game. Is it to completely, um, like boycott it or is like the answer just kind of like being aware of it, talking about it, bringing up this context, having these conversations. I think that's like the, the easy way. Um, but I don't know. I think that's I, probably it. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I, I think there's so many more people that get impacted by not playing the game or talking about the game than the people who are doing this bad stuff. Um, yeah. And I think there's a world where you can like Overwatch 2 and completely disagree with what Activision Blizzard does as a company. The higher ups decide to do um, with it. Um, because what's going to happen if let's pretend we live in a world where no one plays another Activision Blizzard game again? Well, the people yeah. who it's really going to impact are the employees. You know, the right. ones who are already the ones who are have a lot of you know are being mistreated in this in these situations and things like that. Um, but it's up to us as consumers also to put pressures on the higher ups to make yeah. their workplace a better place for people to work, so we can keep getting good games. Um, I really do think it's like two separate issues. The the fact that Overwatch 2, the launch has been a hot mess, Overwatch 2 being launched, and then I guess three separate issues because then you add the Activision Blizzard context on top of things too. Yeah, I think to me like it, the answer is like just talking about this stuff, like make sure you're talking about this and, and understanding the context surrounding it in a similar way when we talked about um, – like Hogwarts Legacy and that game, right? Like understanding that you you have to talk about this, the uncomfortable stuff because uh, it's not wrong to enjoy Overwatch Two. It's not wrong to enjoy Hogwarts Legacy, but it is wrong to not acknowledge the baggage surrounding it and to not be able to say to, to talk about it and and understand what it is. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just something I've been struggling with this week as I've been playing this and reminding myself, oh, Overwatch is a really good game that I really, really like, you know, um, because that's just it's a good video game, you know, like it's I just really like it. Um, but it's it's just unfortunate that it comes from such a uh, complicated background, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's good, though. I mean, like, sorry, like, I don't even think we've really said, like, hey, it's very good. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, I think It's very good. I mean, looking at the Metacritic of 81, I think the 81 tells you nothing is, like, brand new innovative with it in terms of the game. It's just, like, more of the same. Yep. And the more of the same is still good. Uh, and I think the user score t talks more about the the technical issues that have happened with the game to make it nearly unplayable right at the beginning totally. when people are doing it. So I think that's useful, but this game will change and evolve. Um, I do think the free-to-play model is smart, and I think that is a good one. What what have your thoughts been with engaging with the Battle Pass? Um, so I bought the Battle Pass last night because my accounts finally merged. I did get all those skins back. I was very nervous that I wasn't going to get them. And then I got a notification yesterday when I hopped on um, after a long day of dealing with car stuff. Um, <laughs> I hopped on and it was like, oh, your skins are here. And I was like, oh, great. Um, so it's like it almost, like, it almost cost you $2,000. If you say that, maybe that'll make you feel better about the car purchase. It cost you $2,000 for your skins back. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, that'll make me. Yeah. Now I've got the the Tracer Rose skin. Yeah. yeah um, yes. But I guess you already the, uh, own those. So. Huh. So uh, just like the actually the same situation as your car. It's literally the exact same situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, what was I saying? I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh, all that synced up. Battle pass. Oh, yeah. So I bought the battle pass because I want to try out the new character. I'm writing about it for work. Like I just wanted to like see what's up with that. Um, and I don't know. I still like the loot boxes. And the reason why I still like the loot boxes is because as I was going through and like looking at all the characters that I had, like all the skins that I had for characters, I was remembering like what makes the loot box kind of cool is that when you get a skin for a character you don't know, sometimes that's enough to make you go like, oh shit, I'll play D.Va. Like I'll play whoever, you know, just cause it's like, well, that's like, I want to look cool and that looks cool. Like I'll play Farah, Yeah. And then sometimes you play Farah and you go, oh, I can fly and shoot rockets. Like that's so dope, you know? Um, and while that still happens with the battle pass, because you are still unlocking skins and sprays and whatever for and voice lines and whatever for characters that you don't, that you might not know. Um, there's just a little bit less to it because you are, um, uh, like, you know what you're going to get. And I think there's a, always the surprise of like, whoa, that's a very, very, very cool Hanzo skin. You know, fuck, let me try that on. Like, let's see what that's like versus like I can sit there and I can see exactly what I'm going to be going to be getting, you know, um, throughout the entire season, throughout the entire pass. Yeah, you I know think, what I'm saying? I think if I was more of a completionist uh, of things, like I would like the battle pass better. But because this yeah. is not something I'm going to be like playing a ton in my life or ever even would i think the random yeah. loot boxes are kind of like that more immediate like hit <laughs> you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. not like the long term i'm not like planning like oh i really want to get laid in this battle pass this time um yeah whereas in in now the a loot box can just be like i could play a couple hours today and maybe get a really cool loot box even if i don't like you still have that opportunity to always get something cool whereas when i want to get this cool skin in a battle pass i got to put a lot of time into this game in order to get that. So it kind of de-incentivizes yes. me to, to like play almost a little bit, but that's the way I play personally. I'm sure many people use battle passes successfully. I mean, look how many people buy battle passes for things. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought I would have liked the battle pass more, but just the mental barrier of looking at it has been something I've been surprised by. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so there you go, Overwatch 2. We're going to be talking about that more in our Patreon-exclusive bonus episode for this week. So if you want to hear more thoughts on Overwatch, I've played a lot of fucking Overwatch in my life. I almost got an Overwatch tattoo. That's how much Ooh. I like Overwatch. What would the um, tattoo have been? Don't know. Didn't get that far. I just was like, I get a tattoo. <laughs> Games I like, Overwatch, tattoo, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of cool, uh, I thought a lot of like the sprays that you get as Tracer were kind of cool. Uh, and I thought that they could potentially be cool um tattoos if they were like black and white in the same way that i have the rest of mine um but i just i never did um but oh, i didn't realize I'll you had you had like a theme going on with your tattoos they're all black and white well they're just all black like oh, it's all just black that's ink. smart i mean um, yeah you got the, the the similar design going on your body is a canvas and you've made your your design choice uh, but like here's the problem is uh -oh. that, like i don't think i'm a great canvas you know like Peter, uh, like, Peter, don't talk yeah. about yourself that way. You're an excellent canvas. Thank you, man. 
The body is a canvas. It's John Mayer. It's a Wonderland. Um, is, it, is that wait? A Wonderland. Okay, yeah, I was, I was like, wait a second. That was that the actual song. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, to be honest, like I was like, I think it's a canvas, and like that wasn't even a joke. That was just me like thinking like that's what the song is. The Wonderland. That's what it is. Um, there's a vine. Oh man, vine. Uh, there's R. a R. vine P. that was like. An asexual John Mayer is like, your body is an organ case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we're going to be talking more about Overwatch 2 um, on our Patreon exclusive bonus episode. So if you're interested in hearing that, hop on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod, $3 tier. You'll be able to hear it. Uh, I think we're doing video with it, too. You'll be able to watch me and my tracer skills. Um, and watch me and my no skills. You know what I mean, <laughs> Who do you like? Okay, real quick question, and then we'll move on. Like, if you, who do you pick when you pick when you play Overwatch? Reinhardt. Yeah. Yeah. And for what reason? You just it, do you like the character, or is is there something about the way it feels? Or um, I like I like the tankiness of it. Um, I, yeah. I I feel like it's like solid to like be in front and like you have the other people kind of holding you up, but you also are like kind of protecting the people behind you. I just think like also um, <clears throat> I played the most Overwatch on the Switch. Yeah, it's not a great platform for precision aiming and with precision aiming a lot of other characters require that to be successful yeah. so having reinhardt was really easy to kind of just like melee went my way through things but um th- generally that that that's the character i will go with yeah that makes sense that makes sense uh justin i played power wash simulator this week oh so it's interesting so my mom emailed me that's how my mom communicates with me she emailed me she said is this fun in the headline and then it was just a link to power wash simulator steam page uh and i was like like i didn't ex- know how to explain the nuance of it like over email but i was like yes it's you know it scratches an itch it's a relaxing game it's it's like it's in the similar way that like dusting is satisfying doing this is satisfying when you're just trying to unwind listen to a podcast and listen to some music or whatever um so she sent that to me and i was like i should try that it's on game pass so i, I downloaded it booted it up played the first two levels have you ever played it? I have not. I mean, I've seen people play it, and it kind of looks oddly satisfying. Is that true? It's super satisfying. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the satisfaction of spraying a bunch of stuff with water and getting it clean, you know? Um, and then something happened today. Something unique happened to me today. So my mom just had surgery um, a few weeks ago, and so on her it's on her leg. It was on her leg. So she is like immobile right now she's able to move around on crutches and stuff but generally when she's at home she is sitting on the couch she has gone through like all sorts of like couch activities right like she's built lego sets and she's done like those like paint by stickers and she's (laughs) she's a big reader so she's read a lot of books like and she is fucking bored oh wow okay (laughs) yeah i mean it's been like three weeks of this and she's got like another three to three to you know five to go and she's like i just i've run out of stuff to do i have no interest in doing anything so i went uh over to to her house today to just help her out with you know i'm like washing some dishes for her and just taking care of some stuff upstairs that she needed taking care of uh and for the first you know hour or two of hanging out with her we're just sitting chatting catching up whatever and so she was asking me so when she sees like video game stuff out in the wild, she'll send it my way. So like she sent me an article of like 10 games that gamers wish they could play again for the first time. And she's like, are any of these on your list? And I was like, yeah, like Portal 2, Last of Us, Far Cry 3. Sure. Like all these great. That's adorable. Um, yeah. Uh, and so like same thing with the Power Watch Simulator, right? Which is like, is this fun? Link to the page. <laughs> and so uh, I don't remember how it came up, 
But oh, oh, uh, because I started playing it because she emailed me about it. I took a picture and when I, uh, of me playing it. And then um, when I was there today, I showed her the picture. I was like, I tried the power wash simulator that you were talking about. And then we got into it a little bit more about like, is it fun? The answer is no, but it's not meant to be fun, right? It's not, it's not a roller coaster. It is a relaxing boat ride, right? You don't get out of a relaxing boat ride and be like, whoa, <laughs> in the same way, you know? Um, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. don't get out of a lazy river and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, right? Uh, no, you're just too sleepy. And so she said to me, She's never, as long as I've lived, she's never asked this. She's like, would I be able to play that here? <gasps> and I was like, yes. Those are moments yes, you go you out of can. your way to indulge, you know? <laughs> I was like, I was like, and if I can't figure out how, how to get on your laptop, because I was, she has a new laptop, uh, and I didn't know like what it, she was sort of working with in terms of like hardware. I was like, if you don't have this, I'm going to come back on Wednesday with an Xbox One, hook you up to Game Pass. And, f and you're gonna be able to play this because she was like I, like I want to listen to books but like I don't have anything to do anymore I'm so tired of like everything that I'm doing that if I'm gonna listen to a book on you know an audiobook I'm just gonna be sitting here yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I might as well just read it um and I was like yes so uh I'm helping her with some other stuff and then I sit down open up our computer I'm like looking at the specs that you, like you know the, the required specs on the steam page and I'm, like she can definitely run this download steam download power buy power simulator on steam download it for her hook her up with it and i'm like all right here's the game like if you like it you like it if you don't you never have to touch this game uh and so i went off to go take care of you know the other things that she needed me to do around the house filling up the bird bath and the bird feeders and whatever for like an hour she is like glued to this game and it's just so weird right like I would have never thought that uh, that the one that the first video game I ever that my mom ever wanted to play would be Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> it's bizarre, right? Like, like I, I would never expect that would be something she would find interesting. But I think it just goes to show there is a game out there for you. You just might not know it yet. It's a game for everyone. You just might not know it yet. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I think like the gaming is something that has a bad rap for it because people have yeah. this one image and by people i mean older people or people who don't play games they have this one image yeah. of a gamer and what a gamer is and sometimes i have to admit that's not a flattering look of what what people think gamers are but no um i you know i that anyone can play a video game there are so many people who play video games from casual to hardcore to you know anything um so that's really cool that that, that she found her specific game to play yeah. um so what do you, I know this might sound reductive, but what do you actually do in it? Um, so you basically like you own a power washing business and then like you just wash stuff, right? Like each level is like a new thing to wash or a new area to just like completely clear out and wash. Um, but as you play, like you'll get like texts on your phone and it'll just like give you like, it's cute. It's like yeah. not like real story, but it's just been like, all right, hey, once you're done with that, like come on over to the yard. Like we've got a bunch of, you know, fence posts for you to wash and whatever. Um, and then you just, you wash it. You, you've got a bunch of different nozzles that you can use. Uh, and my mom was like, so enamored with the detail. So like what happens is as you're spraying the first level is just a car in a garage. As you're spraying the car in the garage, like the car is wet. And so when it's kind of darker and wet, it hides some of the dirt that you might have missed. And so she's like, did you know that like it gets wet? And then like 
you go back and you see the places you missed. And I was like, yeah, isn't that kind of cool? And she's like, and when you use like the bigger uh, faucets or uh, the, the bigger, like, what are they called? Like hoses, hoses, nozzles. Yeah, Yeah. nozzles. Like, yeah, you can like spray off more in terms of a general area, but you like lose a lot of the like little details and and like the little like curves of the car and everything. And I was like, yeah, it's like a simulator. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I'm so like, isn't that so wild? And she like, she was just enamored by like the detail of like what this very simple concept for a video game like is. And the fact that it is so granular and so like, you know, small it it was she it was very cute she took a picture of like the um controls on her phone so that she could look at them so she's like clicking oh it's so cute so she's clicking like you know like wasdy like individually and she's like looking at the picture on her phone and she's like with one finger just like click 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 to like try and like reposition it's it was very (sighs) sweet and it was this moment where i was like you get it like you (laughs) get it like this is why i do what i do because like now, like, this is something for you to do in this. I don't know. I'm not assuming that this is going to like my mom's going to get in the fucking Halo or whatever. Next time you come Apex over, Legends. she's like there, like, you know, playing Overwatch. She's got like too. a Razor headphone. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it was just this like just this weird moment where I was like, wow, like I've never seen this sort of firsthand before. You know, someone just like getting so experiencing a game game. for the first time yeah i mean i don't i'm not i'm not gonna have that because my parents were i I said before my parents used to be pretty big gamers um yeah uh, really up until the 3d world but even then with like they 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 played the nintendo 64 without me before they gave it to us you know like that kind (laughs) of thing yeah um and like i think with anyone it's just about like having someone to be that that person to help them find the right game for them or that right experience and set it up um, yeah, because I think video games can be kind of hard um, to deal with sometimes if you're not in it. Like I even think about setting up a, a Nintendo system. I remember setting up my Wii U or my 3DS and being like, if I wasn't like better, if like if know, I was, yeah, if I didn't know, know, like I would be so confused, like what I have to do to actually play a game. Yeah, but yeah. So there you go. Um, Power Wash Simulator, great for moms <laughs> 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 who, who just had surgery and are very bored. Um, so yeah, man, I, I was just, it was like very peculiar. Cause like I said, my mom has never expressed any interest in like playing video games or anything like that. Um, and for her to be like, could I play that here? Like I like dropped what I had in my hands. Like, what did you just say? Um, so there you go. Uh, Justin PlayStation stars went live. Do, do you know who this is? This is like their royalty program for, or I guess rewards program more yeah. of, um, this was the thing that they were like, this is not NFTs. They are digital collectibles, though. Uh, did, have you, like, activated your account or anything? I've not like activated that? my account yet. Um, to be honest, my PlayStation, the, the, only, the only reason it's turned on in the last, like, three weeks was because I accidentally kicked it, and it fell over, and it accidentally oh. turned on. Is it okay? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can't kill that thing, right? I mean, that's like, it's sp- like a tower for a reason, right? It's, like, indestructible, it, right? Tis a beast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's super, super super strong and doesn't break ever not not Um, once i've hit it with hammers and it's still great uh you can go ahead and if you have the playstation app um if you download it like there's a little port like a little tab for playstation stars basically like you can unlock um like currency to get deals on games you can buy games like outright with the currency and stuff like that um and then uh you also get these little like just like 3d models uh, they're just like collectibles 
I don't know what to do with them. I just have them. <laughs> I just have a few. Like I've got a little like telescope, telescope, which is like for the stars, right? Um, but I guess there's not really much to say about this yet because I guess I haven't seen the depths of what it can be. But um, if you are looking to get some game discounts and you play a lot of PlayStation games, sign up for this. It's free. Um, and you might end up saving some money in the future. I don't know. Like it, like basically, like you get money just for buying games, right? Like buying and playing games, and like earning trophies and platinums and stuff. I think. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty cool, right? Like, I mean, even if, even if, you know, like it takes forever or thousands of dollars to get a free game, it's still something that you have. That's the thing. I don't anticipate like getting like free sixty to seventy dollar games, but I imagine like, oh shoot, you know, I can save five bucks off of. You know, a game that's twenty bucks now it's just fifteen. Like that's a no-brainer purchase. You right, know? right. Um, or like, oh crap, I'm, I got Resident Evil Five for zero dollars because that's <laughs> 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 what it's worth. And even um, like those digital yeah. collectibles too. Like, what if there's a, there's a world where you go in with your Astro buddy and like explore them and see them and stuff like that? Like, yeah, the, the, that's fine. Like whatever like it's just something I'm, I'm surprised they haven't had something like this till now i'm always like super stoked when i'm playing uh like buying a nintendo game and they put those gold points in and it's like yeah, you yeah. get 10 bucks off and i'm like okay sure i didn't all i got was i bought other games and now i got some some money off of this so it makes me feel better about it so if there's a bad on playstation now and most playstation games i buy are 70 dollars nowadays i'm sure i'll be okay yeah. you, you shave the top off that like not not so bad yeah uh, we've sort of been dabbling in it, Justin, but do you want to talk about the news? Let's do it. All right. The biggest thing this week, I think, by far, was the Mario movie trailer. Yeah. I assume you watched it, right? Uh, oh, we t- I think we texted about it. So yes, you did. They're making a Mario movie? <laughs> LOL. So they revealed the Mario movie in a little direct, and like the preamble towards the trailer was very awkward. Yet Chris Pat- Pratt come out, and it seemed like he just learned how to speak English, <laughs> like he, or like it seems like he woke up, or or like they were like, "Hey, do you have that video?" And he's like, "Oh yes, I do. Let me just get it for you. Uh, I gotta hang up." <laughs> like um, it also didn't seem like he was aware of Nintendo. Like like it doesn't seem like he's a video game fan. No, and here's the thing, Chris Pratt. That's fine. That's great. If you didn't if you didn't play video games when you were a kid, that's fine. Like that's just, it's just fine. You don't have to pretend that you like played a lot of Mario. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm sure you have. I'm sure he has. Most people have, I feel like. Um but you don't have to Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't have to pretend. It's all good, man. Um so the trailer came out and all things considered, it looks pretty good. <laughs> like I don't I guess I don't really know how to take that other than like I, I thought it was going to be awful and I watched this and went like, yeah, this seems like a fun movie, right? Yeah, I I, I personally like from the very beginning, I thought I think they uh, established like just kind of the world you're in. They do a very like sit like traditional this is Bowser taking over the world kind of thing. Um, but then the first people you see are the little penguin people. And let me tell yeah, you, from Mario 64, what a brilliant freaking idea for them to start with these little penguin people because they, yeah. they, I mean, the toads will probably end up being like this, but the way they were portrayed, they're my little like minion dudes. Like if I could have these little stupid little, little cute penguins, like coming around, like throwing snowballs at a dragon, like I'm okay with that. <laughs> 
they're great. It's cute. Uh, this looks like fun. Um, I mean, all, I think all of the voice actors in there are doing a good job. Uh, I, I've saw a lot of people like mad at like Chris Pratt saying like, he's not doing a good job. And like, I don't know. I'm not saying he's like, like the man's not Daniel day Lewis, but like, what did you want from Mario? <laughs> you know, like, like he's, he had three lines that we heard in the trailer and everyone's like, well, he's doing a fucking terrible job. Like, he just sounds like he's doing Chris Pratt, but also doing kind of a New York accent. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Like do you, do people, I, I can't, I cannot relate to the people who are like, I want Chris Martinet to do it. Not Chris Martinet. Oh. Um, Charles Martinet. Charles Martinet. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the horrible idea. But I think what two things that happened to this that I think were kind of cool. I think they nailed Bowser. I think Jack Black is doing such yep. a cool job with it. Like it's, yep. it's, you hear Jack Black's voice but it's also like a very like grumbly kind of character kind of voice that I just think works perfect. And he was talking in some interviews I heard leaking from one of the the panels. I forget what what games thing is going on right now. Convention. I don't know. Something's happening. Oh, TwitchCon. Twitch going whatever, on right now? maybe. And and like yeah. he, he was like talking to people there, uh, and he was saying how he went a very like kind of metal vi- vibe with like the Bowser character, which I can kind of get like the him's like, yeah man like. It just yeah. fits. Um, Toad, um, Keegan Michael Michael Key was like almost like pitch changed, corrected. I think. Uh, I, I'll say this: I was a little disappointed. Like I, I was disappointed that it felt like Keegan Michael Key was doing an impression of Toad, whereas I think it would have just been very funny if it was just Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> you know true, what I mean? Like true, I get, I get that that doesn't read. I think for people who aren't familiar with him or whatever, but. Um, it yeah, did, you know it did I mean? seem like it was a like a like a like a after effects kind of like a change that they made to his voice though. Like sure, okay. like it wasn't just him I'd going to watch like, it again. Hey, I'm I'm told it. Like it like sounded like they did something to like make him seem like yeah. a little small dude. And like I just think like it wasn't like I thought it fit like for his character. I think the mm-hmm. thing about the the Chris Pratt voice was when you had those two character voice revealed. Then you had Chris Pratt doing Chris Pratt, mostly Chris Pratt. Yeah, it was like yeah. wide-eyed Chris Pratt. I think maybe, like for me, if I'm going to be critical, it would have been cool to see him do a little bit character work with it. And he did do a little bit of character work. And someone, I forget who it was, uh, they said that his voice reminds them of the mom from Bob's Burgers. I saw this as well, and it like it shattered <laughs> and, it instantly. And from now on, I cannot listen to that anymore without nope. hearing that. Nope. Um, so I think that to me that was like the funny thing that came out of it. So maybe he is doing a little bit of a character, but it just seems more of that like wide eye character. But yeah. um, did this give you any insights about what you think the movie is going to be about after watching this trailer? Um, I, I think it is not going to be what I thought it was going to be. Where I was like, oh, it'll be. You know, ba da ba ba da bow bow, and it turns out that they're all just like acting, and that's why they go go karting on the weekends. And like Mario's like looking for something new or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty straightforward. Bowser is a bad guy, and he's coming for the Mushroom Kingdom next, based on the way he goes to the to the these um, penguin people. Like I think I assume this is going to be like the first scene in the movie before you get introduced to Mario being sucked out of New York or wherever into the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Um, so I, th- I think it's going to be pretty straightforward like that. Uh, it's a kid's movie. So like, that's fine. Having a pretty simple to follow plot. I'm not going to be mad at, um, especially since, like I said, like this seems to be pretty solid. 
and I think the weirdest thing about this is that it's completely unfunny. I mean, not, it's it, not that it doesn't have jokes in it, but oh, like those penguins made me laugh. Minus no, the fact they were getting like destroyed by fire, <laughs> like that was kind of no, violent. I, <laughs> like I'm saying, I'm not saying that it's not funny. I'm saying that like I expected this to be a train wreck, oh, and it's just not that. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like this looks like a perfectly enjoyable movie. Charlie this Day is as not... Luigi. Like, come on. Like, right. what are you yeah. expecting? <laughs> like, like I, I thought it was gonna be just a train wreck. Um, so the day this trailer came out, that night, I watched the Mario movie from 1990. Wait, was that the first time you watched that movie, Peter? Yep. And I don't I've seen a lot of movies <laughs> in my life. Uh I went to school for movies, y'all. I have never seen a worse movie than the Mar- than the Super Mario Bros. movie. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. That movie is like, I can't even express how bad of a movie that is. So my experience yes. with that movie, I saw yeah. it when I was a child. Like, I'm talking sure. about like barely could like put together like sentences and like barely yeah. remembered anything. And I enjoyed it. But... I didn't like how it wasn't like Mario. Yeah, that's like me and Josh, my roommate, were talking about like if you took your kid to this, like they wouldn't walk away being like it's it's still a kid's movie, you know, it kind of like yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than the weird shit in there, but like you, you wouldn't have them walk away being like, oh, that was like the video game that I like, yeah, you know, yeah, like wow, it's bad. But I mean, from a kid's perspective, wow. like you know, when I watched Star's Episode One as a kid, I didn't hate Jar Jar Binks. Right, exactly. You know, when I watched this as a kid, I was like, oh, this is just a, a fun Mario movie. I, you know, I like, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I remember it. And then, like, that totally. was one of those moments, like, when I got older and then like, people started talking about it. They're like, yeah, the Mario movie is terrible. I was like, what? what? I, but that's the one with the Mario and the. Oh, have you watched it recently? No, like, no, no. I don't want to ruin my childhood, man. Like, oh, man. it It is. Seriously, I have never seen anything as a way. <laughs> it is a bad movie, man. I get it. I like. I can't believe it didn't ruin everyone's careers. All right, can you give I me? I can't believe they didn't all get put can you in give the jail. Me a, from a, it. Like, I'm putting you on the spot here. Can you give me like yeah. a laydown of one of the worst parts, like scenes or things that happened in this movie? It, it's the concept, right? Like, I don't hate like Bob Hoskins. I don't hate. John Leguizamo as as these characters like it's just the concept of like let's take this setting and these characters and whatever and just put a really really bizarre spin on them and make it like really like make it like the set of a Nine Inch Nails music video. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like the Goombas and like every, like everything about this movie just sucked. Like, I, I guess it's hard for me to say like one aspect other than like everything. Uh, it's an enjoyable flick to watch with some friends in the same way that Spider-Man 3 is very fun to watch with some friends. But it's not a movie that I would say, like, you got to see this. Like, you're going to love it. You know, you it know? reminds me a lot of cyberpunk. Just looking at this trailer right now, I see a lot of, like, cyberpunk things in it. I, it's, like, weirdly enough, like, th- the setting is kind of like that. And it's just one of those things where, like, I think this interpretation isn't wrong. Like, I I don't hate that idea, like, of twisting the traditional interpretation of all this stuff that we've seen over and over and over again. But just, like, 
the execution is just terrible. Yeah. I yeah, I can't believe that like these people did not go to prison after this. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, like it is that bad. So there you go. It'll the new Mario movie will definitely be much better than the original. Well, you say that now, but just wait. I, the, the original I, actors I, yeah. come back. John Leguizamo comes back. I well, you'd think that like they would do a cameo, but Bob Hoskins has since passed away. Oh, so well. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Justin, uh, CD Projekt Red uh, announced that they have a lot new of new stuff happening. Um. So let me see if I can find a better just like, OK, here we go. So CD Projekt Red, um, their long term product outlook. This is they tweeted this out um, for the Witcher series. They have uh, Witcher Sirius, which is by the Molasses Flood. I don't know what that is. I, that's a studio, but I don't know what like Sirius is. Uh, they're doing a new Witcher trilogy like in-house CD Projekt Red is doing it. And then uh, they have another game called Canis Majoris, and that's being created by, it says third party. I don't know if third party is a studio or if that is um, like they're just saying a third party studio is working on it. Uh, yeah, they, they said it, um, it's a group of uh, former Witcher devs. Oh, cool. So, so they were at one point part of it, but they've left and now they're coming back as a third party gotcha and then yeah so they've got additionally three new witcher games that they're going to be working on uh and then on top of that they've got cyberpunk they've got the phantom liberty that's the dlc the expansion that's only coming to next gen consoles and pc or i oh, guess what? Gen consoles only and next PC. gen huh like the, they yeah, finally we, made that choice huh hard line in the so. sand there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh and so that's coming uh i think like that's the, the most recent thing that's going to happen um, with all this stuff because I think we saw we have a trailer for it I think um, I don't know it's it's I've had a love hate relationship with Cyberpunk recently uh, I didn't finish that show because my life got really busy um, I have two more episodes I'm going to watch it though uh, I like it <laughs> um, we talked about that, that last week though and then also they've got this sort of like Cyberpunk Orion unclear what that is but that is I think a full ass sequel right. Um, to cyberpunk 2077 yeah project orion is a just straight up sequel to the game um and cg product cd project red said it will quote provide the full power and potential of the cyberpunk universe um to just you know to next gen more (laughs) i guess we're actually designing Uh, it for next gen so go figure oh actually no we've designed one already for next gen but we've tried to make it work for two now we can just focus on next gen well and then on top of this, they've got this thing called like Project Hadar, which is a completely new IP for them. Uh, it's in pre-production. They've said that they've got a small team working on it since tw- uh, like the end of 2021. Um, but there's just nothing else that um, we know about this. They just announced that, hey, we've got another thing. So all in all, let's not count this Cyberpunk DLC. Um, we've got one, two, three, four seven because of the new Witcher trilogy games coming from CD project red. Uh, I don't know what their timeline is or if they even said anything about that. Um, but like, this is a lot of stuff, right? Like, and I'm not saying that, that the, Witch the, sorry, that cyberpunk 2077 isn't like a fully playable and like solid game now, but it is one of those things where I'm sort of like, why don't you focus on doing one game? 
I know that's not that simple, and I know that they're not all in-house, like, games, and also that, like, hey, multiple teams can work on multiple things, but, like, why don't you just focus on one game, and then you can make it, and it might be good. (laughs) I think, though, you know, I, I, I... I'm going to push back because this was an investor call. So this is like setting up the long term. Yeah, I guess that's true. The company. So like, yeah, three new Witcher games. It's a new trilogy. But they're really not. Their plan is to release three new games in the Witcher trilogy. Right. Like or another trilogy. They're really only going to be focusing on one at a time with like the long term idea that they have to connect. So they probably have to have those initial concepts and like decide like how are we going to make this trilogy? Where are these going to end? That kind of thing. Yeah. So they're probably yeah. at least talking through it. Yeah, we know there's going to be a Witcher sequel where it falls in line with Witcher, the next Witcher game and the, you know, like what's going to come first or second. I think that kind of depends, too. And the other stuff seems like it's a lot of third party stuff happening, right? Like the. Yeah, that's true. So I think what. Yes, this seems silly considering they could barely get one game off after the Witcher 4 um, and it was a mess. However, because of what it is, it's probably like this is. We, we released our tentpole game. It's finally where we want it to be. Now we can start looking ahead, come up with a plan. We want to show you that we have a long-term plan, and we're not just going to be flying by the seat of, of our pants here. Um, unfortunately for me, none of this stuff really excites me. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because I just don't like The Witcher that much or, yeah. or what, but... Um, I'll play the new Cyberpunk for sure. Yeah, like I'll, I will play these games. I like that one a lot more. But yeah. I'm definitely not going to circle them on my calendar, and... Me, as well as every other person in the world, better not pre-order this shit. Oh, you can't. I'm, Do not. Like, I'm, I'm looking right at the camera. I'm, I'm calling. Call to action. Listen, if you pre-order this, I will find you and I will make you oh. um, probably some, oh. some like food or something like that because I'm really not mean and aggressive. But like over mm-hmm. dinner, I'll, I will ask you why you did it. And then I will politely tell you that you're part of the problem. Yeah, so don't do that. Unless you <laughs> want a dinner you, made uh, by me, but I'm not also not a great cook, so take that for what uh, it's worth. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, so there you go. More Cyberpunk, more Witcher, and then what is this called? Hadar is coming. Maybe maybe the, it's uh, called Hadar because it's like, because you're all haters, so we're going to be the uh, Hadar. We're going to have a radar around our Hadars. I see what you're saying Thank here. you. I tried. Uh, Justin Kojima confirmed that it is L Fanning in his, I guess, like, what is this, the teaser, game teaser? L Fanning is going to be the star in the next Hideo Kojima game. Mm, mm. Um, people seem to think that it's Death Stranding 2. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. Um, and I guess there you go. <laughs> they, the internet figured out who it was. That was kind of cool, right? I mean, like, I think that's kind of kind of neat that they were able to see the silhouette of a white lady and go, that's all panic. I mean, yeah, that, that like, I think that's pretty cool. I think the marketing campaign, it was like teasing about like the who, uh, what or where, where am I? Where? Yeah. yeah. I think the next one is where am I kind of probably like being like, where is this person? Ha- like, I, I don't know, whatever. It's a bunch of weird stuff. Um, I think, if Kojima knows how to do one thing, it's it's weirdly market a game. Um, I mean, he knows how to do it so well that other people assume that companies like Blue Box Game Studios are also yeah, are marketing things in the same way. 
Um, speaking of which, let me, let me let me quickly pull up, see what's going on with uh, Blue Box Game Studios yeah, while we're quick, here. Do a quick you know, look up b- yeah. because, like, I feel like I usually I it was to a point where I do this every week, and now we're at a place where um, I, I don't. This makes me sad. It does. It does because the wor- the worst case scenario happened. It was incompetent people <laughs> not knowing how to yeah. deal with things. Um, yeah. No, it's still they have the their pin tweet on Blue Box Game Studios is. Um, the, uh, response to the cancellation rumors. Sure. Um, they have a promoted tweet from interview with a vampire. And then their last thing was on April 3rd when they had the poll. Do you want us to show development oh, footages yeah. of abandoned prologue? And everyone's like, yes, including me. Yeah. And they just you, didn't. Yeah. I voted for it. So 64, <laughs> yeah. 35.8% of people must just be cynics, right? <laughs> like, no, 44,000 yeah. people voted on that BT dubs. Yeah. It's a lot. So that is a significant amount. Uh, so there you go. El Fanning. It's unclear if this is the uh, Xbox stu- uh, exclusive game that Kojima's working on or like people are saying it could be a sequel to Death Stranding. But also like if that's an Xbox exclusive game, that would be odd. But you know what? I it's Kojima. I kind of fuck with that. Yeah. If he was yeah. like the first one's a PlayStation exclusive sequels an Xbox exclusive. It, like, you know what? That would be unheard of. That would be that would be like, that would be industry defining. One would say it would yeah. it would change uh, video games as we know it. Yep. 100%. Justin, you didn't buy a Steam Deck, but you can now because uh, now you don't have to wait. Um, Valve tweeted out, yes, it's true. Starting today, Steam Deck is available without reservation. Order one now and we'll ship it to you now. And then they have a little video of them coming off the the production line. Um, So, yeah, you can get these easily now. Um, I'm sorry that you waited so long for them to just... (laughs) That you hummed, hemmed and hawed over it. Well, I mean, and it, then it's it's one of those things that if this was the way it was, if this is what it was, I would have had one in my hand already. Oh, having like being yeah. able to like order it, yeah, immediately. like if I could just do it immediately, yeah. I, w- I would, I would, I would own one right now because I wouldn't have had the time to think about it. Because when I put that like initial pre order in, that was to a time when it was a little bit of a dead zone for games, um, yeah. and I was like thinking like I could really use this to do a lot of stuff. And then just by waiting for it so long, I knew that the thing was coming. And when I heard that drip feed of being like, you will get it by the end of the year. I was like, oh, do I want to, though? I just kept thinking about it until I had so much buyer's remorse about it. But I I literally would have bought it if I had that chance a few months back. Um, Sure. And it turned out like it just didn't happen, didn't work for me. But also in the back of my head when I didn't get that, I was like, we're going to be really busy right now. But what's going to happen in March when my when my life yeah. opens up a little bit more again? Maybe I will decide that in March it's the right time for it and, and things have gone the right way for me to want to buy this. And I might have a, a, a dark day of impulse purchasing when I ended up getting it. So I think this is good for it. I think the pre-order thing was is hard to get people to want to buy it now. And I do think, unfortunately, I know this is an expensive thing, but I think this is like the definition of a, of a want, not a need for most gamers. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, cause I feel like the most people who are picking this up already have a decent amount of like, they probably have a gaming PC. Right. 
Right. Right. And so it's cool to have it on the go. But yeah. Right. It's not like you're going to give this to a child. Like you give them the switch because that's easier to, to, to play with. Right. You know, you're yes. not going to give this to a teen. You'd probably rather invest this money in a, you know, actual gaming PC if they wanted to, to, to have that. Um, plus, they can yeah. do their schoolwork on it. Um, but like it is for like that enthusiast and like for me, like wanting to play it. Um, and I still think this is something that I'm not going to like never buy. Um, but I got to admit. I've been looking at my like Switch library right now and like what's coming out on Switch and I was like, fuck, I wish I had the Steam Deck for the next three weeks. <laughs> we got, oh yeah, you don't like Bayonetta. Um you can play Nier Automata. You could play Persona 5. You, that's well, coming out. That's in coming two out in what, two weeks? Yeah, something like that. So I, I'm sitting here like stuck on Splatoon 3, not because I want to, just because like it's like what else is out there, man? I haven't touched it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like <laughs> I have a little bit of that buyer's remorse. I'm like, I just didn't click with this game. Uh, and it makes me sad because I liked it. I, like, I wanted to like it, but um, I didn't end up liking it in the end. Uh, speaking of Nier, though, um, so the official Nier Twitter account, at Nier Game, uh, tweeted out a little message from Yoko Taro uh, when the game went live. Um and then also a message from uh, Yosuke Saito, who's the producer for the Nier series. And so Yoko Taro's message was kind of a joke. Let me read this to you, and then I'll read you the response from um, Yosuke Saito. Uh, Greetings, this is Yoko Taro, creative director for the Nier series. Um, that we were able to release Nier Automata on the Switch was entirely down to all of the fans who have supported us, and I have nothing but gratitude towards all of you, and I have a message for you now. If you are reading this, it means that I have already been sent to a factory deep underground. This facility houses a large number of kidnapped game creators who are being subjected to punishing forced labor, and I am unable to escape. <laughs> the whole evil plot is being orchestrated by Square Enix. <laughs> They were previously being run by a cruel and diabolical management team, but introduced a new AI system to improve efficiency around six months ago. The system then made the management team dot, 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 dot. No, I can hear footsteps at the door. There's no time. Everyone, run away. You still can't. Yoko Taro, creative director. Uh, and then it was followed up by this. By, so that's awesome. It was followed up by Yosuke Saito saying, um, hello there, this is Nier series producer Yosuke Saito. Uh, thanks to all the fans who have always supported us, we have managed to release uh, Nier Automata for the Nintendo Switch. Thank you so much to everyone. I would also like to announce that we have succeeded in developing an AI to allow Yoko Taro to work on new games without getting bogged down. This was thanks to all the calls of support from all the people out there who want to play new Yoko Taro games. Look forward to new stuff coming from Yoko Taro. So... I have to say, I was about to, like, complain yeah. about, like, you know, they could have shortened this first post down. Like, that whole first paragraph, those no two, they didn't need to be there. And then you went on to, if you're reading this, I just lost it. I was like, what the hell is this? Right, <laughs> it's it's, so just, it's funny. just so funny, right? It's so good. So, like, obviously there is the jokes in there from Yoko Taro about, you know, being captured by Square Enix and whatever. Um, but then... There are still jokes, right, by Yosuke Saito here about, like, you know, thanks to the AI that we've got to replace him, like, there will be new Yoko Taro games or whatever. Um, but I think just having the final, like, little sentence here, the final, just alone, you know, look forward to new stuff coming from Yoko Taro, I think is... Um, a good sign because I know that he has spoke sort of can't spoken sort of candidly in the past saying like, you know, it's very difficult to, um, it, it's very difficult to 
get his ideas greenlit because yes, they can be lucrative, but like they're kind of weirdo shit. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of like, there's stuff in there that's tough to get your head around and tough to pitch. Right. Um, but Hey, more Yoko Taro is, uh, I'm ready for it, please. So give it to like me. you would assume this means a new game that they're working on, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Um, I, I would hope it's a new near game because, uh, I just fucking love that series so much. Um, there's the near anime is coming, I think in January, uh, I'm very excited for that because it is not a, to my understanding, a direct like adaptation of the. Um, it's not a direct adaptation of like near automata because I think some stuff would be impossible to adapt from the game into um, a show. But there is stuff coming, so may, maybe there's a new game. I hope. I pray. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I I think uh, the last new game they came out with was the phone game, right? The free to play one, like new new like concept, near right? reincarnation, reincarnation. Um, and then even before that, near replicant was a you know remaster imagining uh, remaster, I guess, of the original, yeah. right? So yeah I would be excited to see like what the next step is what what is their next like take on combat? what is their next take on storytelling? How are they gonna go from near automata and go go bigger um badder and weirder um and let me tell you, go as weird as you fucking want. I am so down for your weirdness, and I want it hard one hundred percent uh absolutely right because like it's just it's so refreshing to play those games because there's just like so many like new ideas and stuff in it. Like to be honest, uh, so we've got you and I. We're gonna see each other in person, dude. Uh, this weekend we're going to Texas to celebrate you for your bachelor party, uh, and we're gonna have that time on the airplane. And I was like, should I get near Automata on the Switch? Just, I just like get in there. I need a Switch game. And then just just be sobbing on the way back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, the whole trip is ruined. You're just like in a corner the whole time playing near. I know one more playthrough, one more playthrough. That's all I need. Um, yeah. So like, you know, it's a great game and, and I'm interested in, in picking it up again. And I like, not that I think there's going to be anything, um, like huge about, uh, like not that I think there's going to be anything, hugely different about the, the switch port, but like there'd be some stuff that's going to be a little different. Like I know that there's that switch exclusive DLC and whatnot, but um, it's also just like a great game, which is a very well, good and game. I would even like to play it again. The beginning of it, the first playthrough of it, knowing what I know happens in that game and being aware of what yeah. happens with it. Like, I think that would still be a completely unique experience to play. And that story is just really so good. And I think like, that's one that is, I didn't 100% it because I cheat platinumed it uh, by buying the platinum. Um, but like you could have sent like, I, there's so many little things that you could go in and explore. Like, I think the switch is a good place to explore that kind of stuff. Um, but I yeah. was, to be honest with you, I was more thinking of buying no man's sky than, 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 uh, near on my switch right now. Oh, so. do that though too. I know. Like, that seems I know. Like, like that seems like the switch game to like go to bed to cause Splatoon ain't it, man. Splatoon ain't it. No, Splatoon's a little, like that's a little too involved, yeah. isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, man. Let's talk about the medium. <laughs> let's talk about the medium. Uh, this is by the way, the medium is a TV show already. 
uh, and there's a movie called The Medium as well that came out in 2021. So Google, like trying to find any information on the Medium TV show movie um, is impossible. But luckily, um, there is an IGN article about it because the Bloober team, like on their blog, uh, it's in Polish, and the translation that Google does is um, terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, go, going to Bloober team. Uh, sorry, to uh, IGN.com for an article titled The Bloober Team's The Medium is Becoming a TV Show um, by Ryan Leston. Yeah, the subhead is, is no, not the one with Patricia, Patricia Arquette. That's funny. That's, that's funny. Yeah, the TV show. Um, it is summarized by them saying a statement from Bloober Team uh, from the from developer Bloober Team has confirmed that it's 2021 horror game should be 2020, I think. No, 2021, because it was January. Um, the medium is being adapted for TV in a partnership with Pla uh, Platage Image. Both the film industry and the video game industry are close to my heart, said Blue Team President Poiter Babeno. Uh, I'm very happy that there is finally an opportunity to, opportunity to bring them both together. The story we told in the game was appreciated by players, and now more people will be able to hear about it. Um, so Polish director Tomasz Baginski um, is the creative supervisor for it. Uh, and he said, connecting the world of movies and games is a huge but also fascinating challenge. I'm glad that we have the pleasure of working on a project like The Medium with such a fantastically talented team. Um, so I, it's unclear if this is like a streaming thing or where this is going to be hosted, but they are going to make a TV show out of this. It's also unclear, like, are they following the plot of the game specifically? Like, what's up with that, right? But uh, I... So, well, um, fucking watch. This. So, to kind of go go a little bit further with this, um, I think this is a cool idea because let's just take for a second and pretend that this is a like about someone who can speak with dead people and has to solve crimes. Yeah. Like, I know that's like an obvious thing, but like knowing that she can go back and forth between these worlds and have these spooky things to find out about serial killers, murderers, whatever yeah. it is, I think that is a cool concept. And I think part of the issue with the actual game was that the the story had that kind of setup, but it was so laser focused on Mary Ann. That was her name. Yeah, sure. But it was so laser focused yeah. on Mary Ann's story and like how it became about her instead of it being something that was more just about like solving crime right yeah because like her being able to like talk to spirits and stuff like yeah like was like a part of it but it was really kind of not right like at the in the at the end of the day like it happens at the beginning and then that's sort of it like mm -hmm. yes she's seeing spirits and whatever but like her, her relationship with being able to talk to people who just died i thought was an interesting premise but that's just like not what the game is about and so this uh particularly uh is from there is a um uh a the company that made the that's going to be working with bloober team uh had an oscar winning uh or oscar nominated short film called the cathedral um, that okay. actually is a pretty cool, like, looking game that kind of has the same vibe to it. Or Sorry, it's a short, Movie. not a game. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it has a very similar vibe to it um, that uh, the actual um, game has. So I think, like, that's kind of a cool... Um, I'm sending it to you in the chat right now. Yeah, but, I was going to say, um, there's, I, there's I, a movie for that. It, it's like a really cool kind of like vibe. Uh, it's also like this creepy CG animated 
uh, thing that that's going on with it. It has like these like creepy character faces. So my question is, do you think this is going to be animated? Do you think this is going to be humans? Do you think this is the animation company that they're working with here or this 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 studio? They're going to be able to do the monsters with the real life action. Um, are they going to go full out animated like 2D animation um, or or what? Because when I'm looking at this short from 2003. It looks like a lot of that creepy world from the medium, and I'm kind of for it if they're going to kind of do stuff like this, and it does have a kind of creepy tone to it. Um, I don't know. I think this you this might be something that is actually, and I know I'm, I, I jokingly say how much I like the medium. I don't like dislike it or I don't love it. I think it's an okay game, and I thought it was interesting, but I think like it's going to be served better in a kind of TV series format than it would be maybe when playing the video game. Uh, I like I know what you're saying and yeah this this like short film like I, I see how like, I see I definitely see uh, the similar like visual style to whatever her like other world was and whatnot. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think animated is the way to go for a game that like I feel like tried really hard to go for a realism, you know, because um, I also think that depending on what the budget is of this show, like. A place, an area where it could really shine would be the sets, right? Like imagine just making any of those those places in the medium into real sets. I think that would be just, you know, like jaw dropping. I imagine they're not going to be able to do that because that would be very expensive. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think if you're going to animate it, like the game's already kind of like kind of plays itself. I'm not like trying to like discount it. You know, there are puzzles in it. Um, and, and, you know, you can die, like, it's not just like a, a walking simulator or whatever. Um, but I, I think doing live action is the way to go unless you do something really, really different with the interpretation of it so that it's not just like, well, we're just doing an animated movie. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. not just like trying to be one-to-one what the game was, but, um, so there you go. Uh, I just, then, uh, won't watch this. I'm unless, sorry. I'm- unless we get to five Patreon supporters by the time. Oh my gosh. We can do a watch along together. We can sync up. We can do it. Oh my gosh. Everyone tell your friends, tell yourself support to our Patreon. If we have five, that is not an insurmountable number. In fact, (laughs) in fact, uh, in fact, Peter, I like you weren't specific about it. So I might consider having a fake account. I might pull a Kevin Durant on y'all and have like a burner account. Then you don't, you would know. I'll create yeah, a whole profile, a whole image. I'll call him Jace, and you'll be like, ooh, this Jace person suddenly seems to be interacting with our content every day. And I'll be sitting there like, yes, he is <laughs> every single day. And then I will use Jace, and then Jace, his yeah. friend Stephanie, and Jace and okay. Stephanie will then bring our subscriber total up to five, because that's right, I am actually subscribing to our Patreon as well. And I am <laughs> I one. Say, I count. I never count you, so, is it? Um, so... <laughs> probably stop doing that because we lose like patreon takes a cut so mm-hmm. it might be better to just not right no it's all about the algorithm right that's what i'm learning right about the internet 
just like yeah, things. It's all, it's all I got. But like and subscribe algorithm. to everything we do. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, our YouTube channel. Justin does a lot of work on making our pod clips look very good, and I think he does a great job. And I think you should subscribe for the head, not the uh, the thumbnails alone. I and if you, if you if you if we get a hundred subscribers, I am able to actually have a, a URL instead of like the gibberish yeah, that they like give you. Garbage. So if yeah. if you're if you want to make us easier to find, subscribe, like, follow, comment. Follow bang. Ba bam bam. And then Peter will have to watch the medium. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. I would do it if we got to a certain thing, but that show is eight years away from being canceled. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, here's something. I, I, this is really uh, interesting to me. So there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game um, that I will never play, I imagine. Uh, it's like a, a similar like asymmetrical multiplayer game. Um as like the Friday the 13th game. I think it's the same company uh, and they're just called gun um, <laughs> the, the same studio. Um, yeah, they made Friday the 13th game, uh, the Friday the 13th game, excuse me. And um, they recently tweeted out this. Uh, I, I found this to be just very interesting. Uh, so they said a message from our team regarding, regarding Anna and Maria Flores and the lore of Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Uh, in late 2019, the early days of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre project, we traveled to a, count, a town called Uvalde. We fell in love with that place and the people there and decided to make our main character, Anna Flores, and her missing sister, Maria, from this perfectly idyllic small town. In February of 2022, we started telling their story, one that resonated with our community, getting to know the sisters. Then, on May 24th, 2022, tragedy struck Uvalde, Texas. We've opted not to rewrite the Flores family's story from the very same reasons we chose Uvalde years ago. It is a truly special place, and Anna is a truly special character. She is brave, strong, determined, and resilient. And Uvalde, Texas, is still the perfect place for someone of that kind of character to call their home. I think that's really fascinating. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe that's the wrong word for it. I really appreciate this sort of one transparency from a developer and two, um, their ability to just say like, Hey, this is the backstory we made for this character. And like, there is some very real baggage that comes along with the backstory that they have. Like, here's, here's what we're going to do about that. Right. And you know, they're not doing anything other than just like saying, Hey, we're going to keep them from this place because we love that place. And we went to that place and we think that it's a place where a character like this could come from. Right. Uh, obviously I imagine they're not going to mention any of that, any of the shooting, business in the game or anything like that because i think it's already out at this point but um what i appreciate is them just being able to say like hey if you're curious because you heard of that town from this horrible thing like this is the backstory for us coming up with this character and this is why we chose that place and this is why we are not going to change it even you know despite the um tragedy and everything over there do you know what i'm saying yeah um you said this game is already out right Yes. Okay. I think that to me, that's the important part to the, to the, the narrative here. I think if this game was coming out, you got to change that name. In my opinion, I, I like you change that backstory. If this game was not released. You think yet. so? And part of the reason is because I'm glad they're being transparent here. People mm -hmm. don't follow that transparency. They will see that 
they will see that it, the characters from Uvalde, and I think that has context. And I think with it coming out soon after that, again, this is a what if situation, right? Yeah, I, I feel like that starts to add a story to your game that you're not trying to tell and you don't want to tell. And whether that's good or bad, it creates PR around your game. And I think that sure. starts to play up of off the victims. The game's already out, though. There's a difference between rewriting the past, something that's already been out before this even happened, and having the ability to change it afterwards. So yeah. if, if it were up to me, um, and it's not, if this was something that it was about to come out, I, I think it needs to be changed and rewritten. If it wasn't, um, then it should say the same. And I think it's good that they said this. It will bring up those questions, but now that people can like check this, I wish they said this sooner than October 7th. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably, like, and, yeah. and again, I, I'm glad that people are being transparent about this. I'm not trying to, to knock the company here. Um, but uh, y- y- there is something about that specific incident in Uvalde that I think is uh, such a national story, such a tragedy that I think anything that would come out after that would appear to be trying to profit off of that tragedy. And there's no Mm -hmm. amount of like communication that would change that. I don't care how transparent you are. I think you owe it to the victims. You owe it to those families. You owe it to that entire town to not bring more. Peter, the company is called gun. That's, a very that's not something I considered. Like, yes. but again, that being said, the game's out. It's already there. It's it, it's right. It is out. Its initial release was yes, March fourteenth. This happened before significantly. A couple yeah. months before. Um, going back and changing that, I think that's that's a different thing. Um, but um, yeah, those uh, that's at least my thought on this. I, I'm also a very like. With situations like this, I would I would be overly cautious on the marketing sense of things to try to sure, avoid sure. any kind of things. But and, and I think you're right about trying to be respectful of of this place and these people, and you don't want to like, I mean, <laughs> the game is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so it's not like uh, there is baggage with that as well, right? <laughs> of 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 that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, I just I, th- I thought that it was an interesting story about them saying like, hey, here's the background for this. Here's what we here's how we developed all this. Like, you know, there and, you go. And, I'm, and, I, and I really do appreciate that. They kind of went back and said so. Yeah. Um, was this like some discourse that has been currently like talked about with the game and uh, it being connected to it? Like, why would they release this now? I have no idea. Uh, I imagine that people like. I imagine that people talked about it within that game's community and being like, Hey, uh, what's up with this? And and then, you know, they started to, to, they said like, we'll make a statement about it. I'm not sure. I'm not following this game at all. Uh, I actually don't even know how I came across this tweet, uh, but I saw it and I just thought it was worth talking about. And, and uh, I just think the intersection of real life and video games is, is interesting and how you go about talking about tragedy and, and like the real world uh, in a game. And I mean, it's, they're not even talking about the tragedy in the game, obviously, right? It's just like, here's a, a play, a character from this place. This place had this thing happen, you know. Um, I'm just uh, looking in doing. I found uh, an article from thedailytrib.com uh, that talked about how uh, this summer um, in July. Um, the original actors from the Texas Chainsaw Command, uh, Massacre had a special event and fundraiser 
um, in which uh, all the proceeds went to uh, the families impacted by the mass shooting, which I think is kind of cool that they did that. Again, That's using cool. that, uh, you know, the, the backdrop of being from Texas and having like, you know, that kind of notoriety in order to do something like that. So there is good stuff that can come from this. I know it's not exactly from the, the game, but I still think that's a cool thing. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's the news. Justin, you play anything? You still playing Splatoon? You said, yeah, let me, let me talk about Splatoon three for a second. Um, please do. I don't know what's wrong with the game. It, Oh, like, there's got to be something wrong with the controller. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on yeah. with this. I am losing my mind. There are certain okay. things. I, I, I am. I am a mediocre gamer at best, Peter. Mediocre. Okay. Mediocre at best. And when I play Splatoon 3 and they are making me do these like ultra precise shooting galleries, I suddenly feel like I am playing a video game for the first time. Like I've never played a first person shooter game before. Like the joysticks just don't work right when you're trying to do precise aiming. I don't. And and it is so frustrating. There's this one mission. um, I spent two hours on it now someone out there might tell me that i'm just really bad the mission is called one-way ride through target town okay and the way the mission works is you're on a rail and you basically get on that rail and you have to shoot these targets as you pass them and you every like there's like certain gateways that you have to shoot like three targets before it opens the next rail that you jump on so you can like keep going and if you don't hit those three targets the rail doesn't activate and you die okay so that the the whole mission is basically like a shooting gallery where you have to get these targets and you basically have to get them on the first try. And mm-hmm. that I I was playing that and I kept telling myself, why do I keep playing this? Is it because I put an hour into it already, two hours into it, and I'm still not beating it? It took me forever to do, and it was asking me to be so precise. And then I'm seriously, seriously starting to doubt my abilities as a video game player because it felt like what they wanted me to do was physically impossible with it. And there's sure. been a couple of those ones, and, and this is in the single-player game, that are so hard to play that like they're asking you to be super precise and specific none of them took me two hours like this one the good thing is that you don't have to beat those in order to play to beat the game like the single player game that's just like kind of optional that you can keep doing but like some of that stuff is really freaking hard and i really do think it's the controls that make it really hard because there's nothing about aiming with a joy con oh also by the way Mm-hmm. All of my Joy-Cons now have Joy-Con drift. Every single one Ugh. of them. I've officially lost. I'm holding it up here. This one, this stupid Legend of Zelda one that was my last resort to being happy and fulfilled as a video gamer started <laughs> drifting yeah. as I'm playing this game. And there was one Ugh. time when I almost got through the part that I was stuck on and all of a sudden my controller just started like going around. I started doing spinnies in the middle of this thing Come and I on. just, I was so mad, man. I still like Splatoon 3. You should play the single player. <laughs> Uh, you're doing a great job selling it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that that to be honest, you're not the first person. I've I've never heard about this specific mission, but I've heard that some of those levels in Splatoon Three are uh, pretty bad um, in terms of like I've heard that there's a lot of like really like sketchy platforming as well because um, like the jump in that game is like pretty abysmal. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't think that the the Joy Cons are good for any sort of precision. I mean, like that's not a new statement. <laughs> like 
I think pretty much everyone would agree who's touched one of those would agree like, yeah, you know, it's good for like generally general stuff, but like using those things with any sort of precision is just not the way to go. But, but like I played overwatch on it and it's not great, but it's not bad. I, but I also have to imagine that, um, there, like, I, I wonder what the level of like aim assist on, switch would be for overwatch versus something like splatoon where they might assume like like, like those sorts of things are kind of different you know um the, and also you know yeah what's that the default controls for overwatch have it that you can um aim with the joystick but they also have the gyro on it in splatoon the gyro only is like just up and down it, no the 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 actual like joystick only controls left yeah. and right you can't go up and down with it so you go up and down with the with the gyro but you can go everywhere with the gyro if they would maybe give you the full range of ability to do it it might be fine but i really do uh, think part of it what you can make it go up and down on the joystick i turned all the gyro stuff off immediately oh no no, no. but like keeping the gyro like to do both like oh, to be able I to see. have full a- control of the and joystick have, like, the and then do the fine yeah, tuning okay. thing. I think that makes a huge difference. And it's just like agreed there. There is like just enough inconvenience with trying to get the controls right. And I even think that some of the missions require you to permission change what your control settings are um, with it. But you have to go back to the main hub to do it. You can't do it between missions. It's just like there's all these like little steps that make it like so frustrating to like find your right control set. And sure. I've officially I'm never going to use the motion controls again on the game because I think I'm still better with the controls doing it. Like I tried everything to get through this damn mission, man, everything. And it still took me as long as it did. I was so frustrated. But that being said, they still have some really cool missions in that game that are really fun. And I think when they really get the puzzles down on them and you really get the the like movement down with it, it can be really cool to do those single player missions. There was like Mm -hmm. one silly one where you had a like there was uh like these boxes on one side and then a bunch of boxes on another and it's like you got to make that shape on the one side with these boxes on that side not destroying the, the the wrong boxes so you had to like go around and like think about like all right three boxes this way and that one goes three up and you had to like cut the boxes down to look like sure. the shape on the the other side and that stuff was like really cool i really am impressed by how much stuff there is to do with that game but I was still have never been more frustrated in a video game than I was during this one. And it might be because I was watching the Bears game as I was playing this today. From, from what I've heard about the Bears this season, that is a that's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. But I was more frustrated with Splatoon than the Bears. So there you gotcha. go. But gotcha. I really do like Splatoon. I know I was negative <laughs> of it. I know I'm I know, mad at I know. it. But when that game is is doing good things, it is doing really good things. I played more of the multiplayer. I still really enjoy that. I'm excited for this new, um, uh, the Splat Fest, Splatfest. The Splatfest that's coming out. I'm going to be a leaf all the way, my friend. Go with the green starters. What are the What are the options? It's Pokemon, so it's water, fire, or or grass for your starter. So you choose what starter type you like the best. Um, and I oh. believe we have a whole episode talking about um, our um, favorite do. starters. That- I don't know if it's a Patreon episode. It might be a bonus episode, but you should subscribe and find out. I guess so. Uh, Hey, that's our show. Uh, By the way, I'd probably choose water in terms of what I prefer, but like strategically, I'd go fire. Um, That's our show. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Go ahead and check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash hitboxpod. One dollar podcast producers. Three dollar deluxe podcast producers. Jay Noll, Dave Parker. Could be you. 
it's also Justin, as he revealed. <laughs> if you've been there and been like, who's that third guy? It's Justin. Um, because we needed to test it to make sure that I set it up right. <laughs> all right. Sue us. All right. Uh, if not, all good. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod or, um, you know. Uh, uh, join us on discord link to that is in the description of this episode it's also on our twitter everywhere uh go ahead and give us a you know rating on spotify apple podcast wherever you're listening to the sue that would be great justin am i forgetting anything you're forgetting how awesome you are at that no justin you're forgetting how awesome you are at that and by like that listening, i mean listening just like listening thing. and like smiling reminding sometimes me of the things that i forgot you know um hey we'll catch you next week always remember old games are old bye bye I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>